0: from Tel Aviv, two nice
1: Jewish boys, Aetid Weinstein and Or Minninger. Hello, Aitan.
0: Hi. How well, are what's you? What's up? Good. Good. The strawberries are as delicious as ever.
1: Yeah. And I have news to all our audience. What and is the news? The news is that Aitan quit smoking.
0: Oh, yes. For four I days, did. he's I been... Did. You, you jinxed it and, now that's it like it's over and the
1: most, uh, and the most uh, interesting fact is that he quit smoking because last week we did an episode with Uri Geller and Uri used his uh, his My, powers his
0: spoon bending abilities to make me quit smoking however m- like little sense that because the mind
1: is like a spoon never yeah. mind you, don't, you won't get it but anyway yeah. he used telepathy you're making
0: me want a cigarette right now
1: <laughs> just well, talking about it but but uh, yeah but so I'm, not I'm, have I'm very one. proud of you yeah. and uh, what's a better occasion uh, what's a better uh, option to celebrate this true by having such an honorable guest who is Sharon Askel, member, member,
0: member of Knesset, Sharon Askel is with us today Sharon uh, serves in uh, the Likud as a member of Knesset um, how
1: are you Sharon
2: I'm good thank you how are you guys
1: we're great thank you so much for Pretty coming good. it's
2: my pleasure
0: <sighs> Let's just just I, savor the moment. Yeah, <laughs> you're you're a first you member know, of Knesset, so yeah, you know, probably it's our, it's probably a, it's a great honor. <laughs> yeah,
2: thank thank you. you. I will spread the word about please the do, beautiful strawberries do. that you guys uh, <laughs> serve here. I'm sure there's gonna be a few more coming up. <laughs> you know,
1: they say that up until like um, a few years ago, uh, they used to serve in the Knesset during the meetings uh, burekas and and all kinds That's of right, and then like two years ago, um, burekas is how do you, how can you describe it Barricas. to our American audience? They know what it is. Okay, <laughs> but, uh, but then like, a year or two years ago they switched uh, they replaced it with uh, vegetables and and fruits and since then everyone is depressed more or less <laughs> all <laughs> well, the, the time. T- why did they
0: switch it? <laughs> Was it not healthy or something? No, Have
2: you seen really some
1: of the Knesset not, members?
2: Not healthy. Yeah, and the vegetables are really good, particularly as a vegan. Uh-huh. Uh, I really enjoy them because otherwise they still bring sometimes borekas and it's always with cheese or you know. Yeah. So cheese. I don't get... <laughs>
1: That's how they. Say. Yeah. So
2: I don't get to eat them, and so when yeah. they bring vegetables and fruit, you know. You're happy.
1: Yeah. Um, so. You were just at the
0: inauguration. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's right.
0: You just got back. When did you get back? Um,
2: I got back on Thursday. Mm -hmm. Um, I was in Washington for about three, four days. Then I flew to Texas, to Austin. Mm -hmm. Um, The inauguration was a great experience. So you're
1: the Jew who was in the inauguration. (laughs) I heard there was one.
2: I think there were quite a few. It was quite impressive, even having a rabbi speaking after Trump's speech. uh, Yeah was very touching uh and yeah i I guess it was an honor that i had the opportunity to participate in it
0: so you can tell us then exactly how many people there were there
2: (laughs) there were a lot of people there was a lot of security even Uh in israeli terms Mm -hmm. uh there was so much security from marshals, sheriffs, police, secret service, FBI, CIA, uh, everything. You, you can see um, uh, like uh, uh, rifles on the roofs. How do you call yeah. it? Um, yeah, snipers. Snipers, snipers yeah. on the roof and cameras everywhere. It was absolutely uh, something that we never experienced here in Israel, you know, even with all of our security. We haven't seen something like that. There was at
0: least a million, a million and a half cameramen there. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) As Trump would put it. But anyway, I want to ask you, because, I mean, you were there and we've now, you know, had Trump in in the presidency for his first week, which... It's been a week. It's been a week. It's been more than a week now. Yeah, but what a week it has been. It has been quite a week. And... um, you know, a lot of people didn't expect to see this happen. And so it, there's, there's a certain feeling of shock and there's a certain feeling of like taking it in. I'll
2: tell you what. I think that part of what we're doing maybe a little bit wrong mm-hmm. in our generation uh, and maybe also the new generation of reporters is trying to predict the future. And we can't predict the future. I mean, there's always two possibilities and you never know for a fact what's going to happen. And instead of reporters and, and us, you know, discussing of what, on what's happening, uh, what might be consequences or, of each one of them, we're too much occupied in trying to predict what is going to happen. This is the result that's going to happen because of this or that. And I think it's a, somewhat of a wrong approach as well. And I think that it's also um, missing a huge... point of what the media needs to be you know we're not watching the media for someone to tell us what will happen in a week or or two months or telling us you know we're there for them to report us about what is happening now to analyze what is the current situation you know yes they can they can they they should report also what should be developed by their assessment if this happened Mm -hmm. or that happened but from there to get to a point where they're actually saying this is what is going to happen but isn't it
1: what they did during the past week i mean i follow the new york times and, and the reporters on twitter they've been what have be, have they been doing that's different from from what you're saying you know i i don't un- understand because okay, no, so they've been reporting. We were talking
2: about the election. No one's like predicting ah, it to okay. be like that. You know, having like no one would imagine that Trump will be elected. And it is right. also a lot because of the media and how they reported it, the way that they reported it. Right. You're it. talking we've seen before it.
1: the elections. Yeah, and
2: we've seen it even here in Israel as well, you know, predicting yeah. the future. And so no one assumed that the Likud will receive thirty seats because of the way the reporters would report it. In Hebrew so,
1: we call it the Yom Kippur. Of the media, so uh, y- oh. you know, you know <laughs> we say the Yom Kippur of the media, where they predicted the left will yeah. or Hillary, and then they and
2: that's uh, where I, what what I think that we it, it, like is a bit of a wrong approach towards journalism, and I think we need to learn from it and maybe try and sort of put it back.
1: in, mm-hmm. in It's interesting because I just read that in France the newspapers declared that they won't publish polls uh, towards the the period that. Because they're going to have elections, in yeah a few I wonder months.
0: if it was prediction because in Europe you do see Can them kind of like as, as you like so in
1: Europe in Europe you do see them
0: um, kind of admitting no uh, a yeah. wave of um right wing politicians you know and in, in support for the conservative agenda. and I mean, you do see that being represented in the news. They're not kind of shying away from it. So maybe it was just with Trump or, I mean, maybe they were just... So, I, so do you
2: it was think it's, just with Trump. I don't and know. it was just with Bibi. Yeah. And it was just in, you know, with the election yeah, in Europe. Look, no and doubt,
1: so, no doubt, the media um, failed miserably with uh, how they, they portrayed uh, the upcoming results of the elections. I don't think there's anyone uh, Mm -hmm. who will doubt that. But since he was elected, though, they have been, I think, quite fair reporting what's happening. For example, um, they reported... uh, For example, let's take this week, there's so many things that... uh, And we don't want to stick to Trump too much, but uh, just about the Holocaust thing, the Holocaust crisis. You heard about it, mm-hmm, the tweet. So yeah, the 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 tweet. Uh,
0: so he left out what happened is he tweeted about the Holocaust, but he left out and not he, only tweeted there was an he, official
1: like press. Yeah, thingy. of course. But he yeah, press release. Yeah, press he
0: release. He failed to mention the persecution of specifically Jews in the Holocaust. Yeah, and, and
1: then and they the media, came out and tried
0: to explain it.
1: Yeah, and the media attacked him, and uh, rightfully so. And then, but then on the other end, no one saw that the Pope. Uh, tweeted about uh, the Holocaust the memorial of the hol- Holocaust in exactly the same words he eath- also he didn't mention the Jews and no one uh, came on the, the Pope and and blamed him for being but you know what let's let's uh, enough about Trump let's let it be uh, it, it was a an event uh, it was that very cherish.
2: exciting yeah, it was a very it was very exciting to be there not just during the inauguration but in the inauguration, there are many events around it. So I had many speaking engagements. I went to some of the, uh, uh, you know, the the parties and the in the and, and a few uh, official events as well. Um, and it was the goal was to strengthen the relationships. There were a lot of, uh, you know, Congress members, senators, uh, leaders of opinion, reporters. So it was a good place to make some new contacts and to reinforce older contacts um to for the benefit of israel to mm-hmm. to make sure that we strengthen the tie
0: and then and then you went to texas which i understand it's probably not your first time there because uh-huh. your sister
2: lives there that's right uh, my sister lives in austin mm-hmm. and i just had a new niece oh wow um, Mazel yeah, tov. thank Congratulations. you um so uh she was born on two weeks prior to that so i said i'll go and 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 see her and say hi to my but family but i have to say
0: i saw on your facebook post you were like I, I went to visit my sister in austin and then i met with the mayor and i <laughs> met with the governor and i met with this guy and I met with, yeah. i'm like she yeah. had no time to sit with her sister yeah
2: well when when w- about a month before my trip yeah. uh there was a delegation from the texas uh, house of Le- uh, Legislators. And they heard me speaking at one of the speaking units and they said, we need you to come to Texas to come and speak in front of our Mm -hmm. uh, legislators because uh, we are trying to pass also a bill uh, against the BDS and we need you to come and explain them how important it is. So I said, that's fine. I'm going to be there for three days. So you get one day and just, you know, I'll I'll come and, and and." and, uh, and meet with anyone mm-hmm. that we need to to meet. And so they lined up like a whole day. They sent me an official invitation and I met with uh, uh, the governor of Texas. I met with the uh, deputy, with the speaker of the house, with, uh, um, with uh, about, probably about 40 uh, legislators from the Republican party. Oh, wow. Yeah, um, to speak about the BDS and about Israel's challenges. Um, and I met with uh, uh, senators and, and House representative females to speak about women empowerment and, and women's in politics. Uh, it was a great day. Um, we've got great friends there. Um, the governor and, and, and many, many officials there uh, said that they'll support the, the anti-BDS bill and they'll try and pass it as soon as possible. The What's governor- on the bill? Um, so it says that anyone... Any company that says it's going to boycott or sanction or participate in BDS uh, against Israel, the government will not have any communication, business or anything to do with it. It means that if a paper company uh, that, uh, you know, uh, that, that the government is paying that paper company for the schools uh, to buy that, that paper, Uh, And they've got a contract with the government to supply those papers. And this company says, we're boycotting Israel. Uh, We don't want anything to do with Israeli businesses or anything like that then the government just cuts off their contract and they can't uh, uh, have any business with them.
0: But it's only business deals with the government of Texas? It's not like any company looking to do business with any other company in Texas? No,
2: well, that's the, the, you know, it's it's the government cannot enforce other businesses to do that. Yeah, but you can imagine well, Texas, I think it's the second biggest economy in in the states. It's Mm -hmm. got a huge impact on that, Mm -hmm. whether someone else from other states or anything like that wants to do business with it, then you know they they can't take any part in this BDS movement, and uh, you know it's uh, extremely important. Yeah. And
1: you know, Aita uh, mentioned your Facebook page, and uh, I I must say I follow quite a few Knesset members, but it's very rare and beautiful to see on your page. You really every week you do this summary of what you did this week, and it's it. You can see there how much you've been doing uh, since you uh, became a Knesset member and it seems like you you don't rest for a minute and uh, this is one of the reasons we're so excited to have you and I wanted to ask you um, How did you become a Knesset member? Did you always want to be a politician?
2: So, um, or
1: as Aitan put it,
0: yeah, uh, I, I, I see you as a, like a three-year-old when all the other kids are like, I want to be an astronaut. (laughs) I want to be a princess. You're like, I want to be prime minister. (laughs) (laughs) Like
1: like that. You were born in Canada, right?
2: No, I I was born in Canada. I moved to Israel when I was one year old with my family. I did Aliyah. Um, and if you would have even asked me like, Five years ago, what would I do uh, in five years from now? I would probably say I would have a farm in the Negev and I would probably be working this moment in the forests that were burnt uh, recently around Jerusalem and up in the north, assisting wildlife uh, and rehabilitating the environment um i lived in australia for six years i was a veterinarian nurse uh since i was a, a very very young all i wanted to do is to look after animals uh, i'm vegan you know uh, i have a lot of awareness towards uh, animal cruelty uh, working on many bills about the environment and animal welfare Um, but that's probably what I would say I wanted to be at the age of three (laughs) and what I would even like up to five years ago. Uh And it all changed because when I came back to Israel from Australia, um, you know, we had a lot of demonstrations about the cost of living and 2001,
1: 11, 11, sorry, 11, yeah.
2: And uh, most of the approach here in Israel is a very socialistic, economical approach. That's a popular approach. Yeah. Uh, but many people don't understand that the only way to resolve the cost of living to lower it is by applying, finally, some capitalistic, liberal principle of economy in our economy. That's the only way to the, reduce Moderate the cost it. of living.
0: I mean, it needs to be carefully... Because you Israel see what in the look, no, and, Israel
2: will never be able to be fully capitalistic. Yeah. We're a very small country. It's a very uh, communal society. And mm-hmm. so uh, there, there's barriers... Uh, of. Yeah of what is possible to even being done here in Israel. Um, but coming from there and, and arriving in Israel and being part of forming uh, many small and, and young groups that try to promote um a liberal economy here in Israel, like the new liberal movement. Are we still and talking
1: about the 2011 protests?
2: Yeah, yeah, the, the media <laughs> wasn't talking <laughs> about the right wing and what was happening within the right wing. They were only reporting about those groups in the left wing and what happens about that. Yeah. But uh-huh. in the right wing, there were many groups like... There's the new uh, liberal movement and the uh, young liberals in the Likud and and there's many different groups like that that started forming, discussing the issue of the cost of living and how can we resolve it. And the more we talked about it uh, with uh, professors and everything, the more we understood that the only way to resolve it is by liberating our economy. Yeah. And this is how it's I started how that, getting in. It's into funny how it. that
0: word changed because it became liberals. Liber- the word liberal like has become has become a word that refers to uh, socialist uh, political know. outlook when liberal originated from only a, liberal, in America. a liberal economy, yeah, which absolutely. means liber- liberating the yeah. citizen from the control from, of the of government. The government.
2: Yeah. Exactly, but this only happens in America. It's only in America you call the liberals the left wing. If you go to Australia, the Liberal Party is the right wing party. Mm-hmm. Same in Europe. Mm-hmm. Most of the parties in Europe, the liberal ones, are the right wing parties that uh, that, that yeah. promote those those agendas. And so through that, I started growing in politics and becoming more involved with my uh, weekly uh, reports. I take very seriously my work and the role that I play in the Israeli society, uh, coming from a place that I understand that a lot of citizens, not just in Israel, but all around the world, don't believe politicians anymore. Uh, they think the po- the political and democratic system is corrupted, and 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 there's a huge there's a very terrible stigma on politicians. So coming from there, it's extremely important for me to change that. Mm-hmm. I believe that the only way to change this is by getting the people more involved in politics and the day-to-day life of politicians, and through transparency, because. It's easy. I mean, I, I don't say that politicians in Israel around the world didn't earn that uh, in some of them, in some ways. W- what do you, what do you mean? Uh, the, 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 bad, the bad stigma ah, okay. about politicians. Oh, they earned it. <laughs> I mean,
1: All you know, it's hurt.
2: it's very shameful uh, that we have a prime minister in jail, mm-hmm. uh, an uh, ex-president in jail. Uh, in, in a sense... In a sense, it's it's shameful, but in another in sense as well, I'm really proud because it means that our system is quite healthy. Yeah, that it discover these things and and that what that's happened. We've had an but,
1: Italian here on the show who told us, you know, in Italy, uh, uh, a yeah. prime minister will never, never go to jail, never.
2: Absolutely. So I'm really proud of the same sense that our system is healthy but I understand that it is my job as well to correct this stigma and so through transparency when I show all my paychecks, all the money that comes into my account, when I show my uh, schedule on my website uh, when I declare and pull out a statement of all people that are close to me like family members and friends, some of them are quite successful and they work in very important um, uh, uh, firms and companies Mm -hmm. and so I published it so so that no one can come to me in the future and say, oh, are you looking after the interests of such and such? No, I put it out in the front. Everybody knows that. And so the eyes are open towards me. And I know that I only represent the interests of the public of Israel and not anyone's else. And those weekly reports, that's the same idea. It's the idea that they see how hard I work, what I do, what I think about these meetings as well. And that actually gives them the opportunity to participate yeah. in in that as well, and in also, politics. And
1: it's in contrast to, you know, a week ago, I don't know if you heard it. I don't even know who it was, but there was a big article or, or, or in in on the news about uh deputy minister i, I don't oh, even yeah. know who it was and let's not give a name i i i
2: just, might say a word about it just okay just a word because i know there were many reports but never mind and i won't
1: i won't say the name even but i just want to say that what, ha- what happened what it said that that this deputy minister didn't doesn't work so, uh, I, I, I know that, yeah. but I
2: also have to, to say a word about sure. him. His name is Yaron Mazuz, and these days I see him in the Knesset as well. He does do work. Okay. But recent, recent months, his wife is mm-hmm. quite sick. Okay. And he's the one that needs to look after her, and so doing all the laundry and the and the and the shopping and things like that, you have to take that into consideration okay. as well. So I, I, I had to I say take it, that. it into okay. account. I had to say that. But
1: let's li- put him aside. What I'm trying to say: there are, I'm sure, and there have been, Knesset members and deputy ministers who take who, advantage, of who took position. advantage, who didn't work as hard because what can you do? the, 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 the kind of you, you don't have a boss let's, let's yeah. be frank, Knesset members don't have mm-hmm. bosses. Mm-hmm. So you can you know and we're in Israel <laughs> yeah. And that's so that's... what I'm saying is mm-hmm. that there's a big contrast between that uh, reputation and what you're doing. Yeah. So that's and also what I want to say is maybe uh, one of the reasons you' you're taking this so beautifully and seriously and, and doing such a great job apart from who you are of course, is the, the way you enter the Knesset. Which was a, a bit different than uh, anyone, right? Because you um, you entered the Knesset after two. K- mem- k- uh, at the beginning, after the elections, you weren't a Knesset member, right? Mm-hmm. And then after. Two fi- months later. Two months done later. In the
2: non- uh, was sent to mm-hmm. the UN, and I entered instead of him. Right, and so then you, that... the
1: Glick. Uh, he is af- He was after you. And then you.
2: and then you, the Glick. And then you, the Glick. Yeah,
1: right.
0: Ah, so you're n- you, the Glick, is the last one to enter. The last one. Ah, really?
1: Okay. From the lake Can you explain that? I mean. Uh, uh, to people who don't understand it, how did it happen? How does it happen that you're not elected to the Knesset and then you are elected? There's a... So
2: the political system in Israel is completely different to the political system in the States. Mm-hmm. Okay, We don't get voted by regions okay, or by uh, sections of the country. Uh, the system works like that. We have many parties. Some parties have a chairman that chooses their list, they need to have a list between 1 and 120, because we have 120 seats in our parliament in the Knesset. And so they're so,
0: hopeful. They're like, just in case we win all the votes.
2: Traditionally, this we, is what, what yeah. you usually do. You list people from 1 up to 120 yeah. mm-hmm. uh, in case you get all, the, all those votes. Okay. And so there's two types of parties. One party is that the chairman pick and choose different people to just fill in those uh, numbers like
1: Lapete's party, like Liberman's party Exactly, Shas,
2: yeah. And then there's other parties who are democratic parties where every member where there we hold elections primaries. Primaries. Mm-hmm. Every single member of the party come and vote for 11 uh, members that he thinks represent him. And then every member that they put receive an amount of votes. The more votes you get, the higher you are ranked on the list, between 1 and 120. Mm. Okay? And so then, after you being ranked in that list of the party, we go into the general elections. And in the general elections, every citizen doesn't put a vote of a member, they put a vote of a party. Mm -hmm. And the more votes a party receives, the more uh, uh, seats it gets. So And fills it,
1: according to the list.
2: Exactly. So if the Likud received thirty seats, the first thirty in the list enter the parliament. But
1: there's another catch, right? Because you can get, you can be placed seventeen, for example, in the primaries, but be number thirty on the list. Because there are like uh,
2: there's a few spots that are held
1: reserved.
2: For example, for minorities, there's one spot. One spot. One. No, it's not held for women. There's a a representation, a promise of representation. It's different. Okay. uh, it, it is more complicated than uh, yeah. that. Okay. It, like, the, it's the internal uh-huh. laws, but you've got, like, a spot reserved for a minority, a spot reserved for an ole hadash. Yeah. There's a spot reserved oh, for a, you, a young <laughs> member. Yeah.
0: Or did you take it? No. Okay. Uh, <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's and um, Nagosa, Avraham uh, Nagosa, okay. that received yeah. that, yeah. Did that did spot. Did
0: he take both spots? Because <laughs> mm, he's also a minority. No, minority.
2: <laughs> no. Ayub Kara received the minority ah, okay. one. Okay, okay. And then there was the youth spots of someone under the age of uh, 35. Uh, mm-hmm. And so on, and then it also spots for regions. So for like someone from Tel Aviv, and someone from the south, and someone from the north.
1: So, so that's that, pretty frustrating because then you can get, be elected number fifteen, but end up in number thirty something.
2: Yes, it is. But this is, you know, this that's is part it is. of it. And we do want to have as much of a, of a variety of different types of people in our party because we do believe that our party represent a, a huge amount of citizens. It's like mm-hmm. this wide party and so it's important that all of our representatives come from different places and different backgrounds or ethnicities or things like that so how did
1: you get elected then so how did it happen okay um from the 2011 there were the protests you got involved in politics yeah and then what happened
2: um, I just got more and more involved in the party's politics, in the Likud party, including the branch in my city. Uh, then we had some uh, elections in our uh, local council. So the Likud, first Kfarsaba? Yeah. And so the, they asked me to come and run in the list of the party. Uh, I wasn't elected, but I was sitting in the Board of Environment. Uh, you were for a Likud the member by then? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and then uh, when the prime minister said we're going into elections... Um I really the the penny dropped and I understood that if we're not going to be there me as a young, a young from our generation that believes in this ideology that I was mm-hmm. telling you about if we're not going to be there to represent ourselves no one's going to speak what we believe and no one's going to uh, defend these positions And so,
0: eventually this party will disappear if it's Not left disappear, in the...
2: but there's going to be someone else that represents uh, a something or an ideology. That yeah, doesn't... but eventually,
0: if it's left in the
1: hands of you know an older generation as they get yes. older, then they're less representing the, the. And also, yeah. it's a weird primary system because, for example, okay, the the, the liquid party has principles, right? But everyone can uh, run, and maybe he this someone like uh, has a different agenda. Bit different from the principles of the Likud. So then, if uh, the Likud is a liberal uh, party, a, uh, a, a, uh, liberal
2: uh, yeah, And liberal, yeah, I mean national, uh,
1: national, national. Yeah. Uh, so it's
2: like a conservative, conservative,
1: yeah. neoliberal, yeah. neoliberal, yeah. exactly. But then, in the in the in recent years, it became it became a little bit so- socialist in a sense. You didn't see it. Um, you didn't. You you didn't see it when we think about. Right economy, right-wing economy, like we see in the States. You don't see it in the Likud party much. So when, when you come and talk about an uh, economy that is more... Uh, um, uh, what's the word? Uh, a liberal free. economy? A, free, a, libra- a capitalistic liberal capitalistic economy, exactly. Then, then it's not that obvious in this party, right? Uh,
2: that, well, th- th- that's it's important. Not, it, 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 it's, a, it's a great point that you're raising... And someone that is not from Israel will not understand that because normally in all political system this is how you dictate it, you know. It's the right wing and the left, left wing are major... Uh, it's founded on economical principles. Yes. But the reality in Israel is a completely different reality. Unfortunately... Uh, our our national security, our our secure, uh, like the defense uh, issues here in Israel are extremely important, and that's what's the first thing that actually dictates whether you're gonna uh, vote right or left. And so, if 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 you come from this kind of approach, that you really believe, and this is the major thing that dictates, you know, the the belief of the people, um, so. We separate the left and right by how you view the Israeli-Palestinian conflict or how you view the way to defend our borders. And we
1: neglect the economy.
2: And, And we neglect the economy. And because that's the first thing, the second one is the economy. And then you find something strange that you will only find in Israel, where in the left wing, you'll have socialists and capitalists. And in the right wing, you'll have socialists and capitalists. More because,
1: socialists, usually. I sorry. Think. More u- socialists well, than capitalists.
2: So, so I, 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 I disagree, but it's also, don't forget that the socialist uh, approach for the economy is extremely popular in Israel because it's Israel, Israel was founded us, yes. on those principles. True. I mean, at a sense, you can ask how do you create an economy out of nothing? And one of the only ways that they found to do it is by uh, monitoring every single aspect of our economy, creating it, uh, you know, having just a few people, the power of of business in particular areas so that it will be profitable because how do you bring investors and so on. Mm -hmm. But today we're in a completely different place. You know, we don't need those principles. It's only putting barriers in our way to have, a, a, you know, to develop our financial uh, uh, situation, to develop companies that we want to build or businesses that we're dreaming of creating. Yeah, I mean, if
0: you look at the trajectory, though, of the country, it is kind of shedding that skin as yeah. it goes. I mean, how many, how many kibbutzim are socialized anymore? The most. Absolutely. Yeah, but Slowly. for
1: every step forward, there are two steps backward, I, I feel. I don't think
2: so. Um, from what I've seen, and I will tell you to maybe go into the website of Kohelet, Okay. Which is uh, uh,
1: researchers. Uh, it's or... a
2: think tank. Think tank. Okay, yeah. about the economy and in uh, society, and you can see there are progress towards liberating the economy. We still have a long way to but go. But it's
1: despite the Knesset, not because of the Knesset.
2: Um, I'll tell you what. Uh, it's mainly because of uh, of the Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and the principle that he started founding as a Knesset member, as a as a uh, as a treasury uh, a minister, and today as a Prime Minister, he's leading the way towards there, and many people follow and continue and back him up and support and continue to do that.
1: I won't argue with you. I just I will just give an example, for example. One of the <laughs>
0: That's the most Jewish thing you've said on I the podcast so far. I won't argue,
1: but, <laughs> but I will <laughs> say... <laughs> just as, a, as an anecdote, after the 2011 uh, demonstrations, one of the most, uh, to me, uh, ridiculous thing that Netanyahu did and the government did, they uh, raised the tax for uh, the stock market, uh-huh to 25%. So you are taxed today, 25%. They All raise taxes. I mean, in the States, uh, if you you won't see Republican Party raise taxes, usually. But here, everyone raises taxes. Well, the standard is different. Okay. I mean, you also are, you don't have a whole... But d- you see, it's very frustrating to me because I don't know for whom to vote if I'm... I'll tell you what.
2: Don't forget, there were huge demonstrations Uh, that were led, led, and the focus of the media was on the left wing. And so, at a sense, with all of the advisors that came and tried to speak to the students, to the movements, to everybody, most of them were extreme socialists. At a certain point, you have no choice, but tell them, okay, this is what you want, here, you get it. Even if I don't think this is right, but it's a huge crisis that had happened, and and you have you 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 know as a leader you've got to come and, and make the way t- towards them as well. Right.
1: So uh, with the system, uh, you decided to run. How do you? What? Which place uh, were you placed in the in the list? Thirty-one. And how many people voted for you, more or less? 6000 um, Four
2: thousand two hundred.
1: So to get in the Knesset, you this is uh, like a, more or less the minimum amount of voters inside the Likud party right as mem-
0: members of the Likud 4,000
1: members of the Likud voted yeah and that's what it took to get in to be a Knesset yes. member yes we're so so just we're, it's tr- we're preparing <laughs> we're, oh that's no. good <laughs> what I'm trying to say <laughs> is so
2: can I sign you up for the party like to <laughs> yeah. join well, as I'm members I'm signed oh. by the Sorry. way with the <laughs> Likud
1: we'll talk about it maybe later but what I'm trying to say is so few people have such a tremendous power right so first of, but but i guess it's not that easy to get 4000 bo- votes on the other hand so how does one get 4000 votes
2: okay so it, it's not easy um and i'll tell you more some members of the party entered the knesset with 1200 votes or even 900 votes mm-hmm. um and obviously it's complicated it's not easy it's uh-huh. not easy to get votes um, but the way this like
0: members you, of the Likud entered with thousand two hundred. Yeah. Ah, okay.
2: Um, for example, Amir Ochanah, I think he received about one thousand four hundred. Um, yeah, I believe uh, Yaron Mazuz received about nine hundred. Don't take me. Um, I think. So the, how did that happen? Because Yaron Yoav... received one thousand eight hundred. Because you
0: have is above you on the list.
2: Yes, so this how is does because that there there are spots preserved ah, okay. for his area. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's so, ridiculous. <laughs> yeah,
2: so it's it's a it's a complicated system, but I do believe in this in this system. The problem is that the citizens don't take the democratic power that was given to them. Explain. Today, today in Israel, we only have about two percent of the population that are members of party. That's a tiny amount of people. If you would go to your parents or your great-grandparents, they would tell you almost everybody would be members of party. And so it would be the general public that would actually vote for their members. They would know them. They would interact with them. Today, when you only have 2% of the population uh, as party members, it creates huge problems. It means that we only have in the Likud, for example, in the last election, um, uh, 120,000 members of party.
1: Members, not voters.
2: Members of party.
1: Members of party. Yeah. Of which only like 50%
2: vote? Absolutely. About 60,000. People arrived to vote. And so 60,000 people dictated who are going to be 30 members of Knesset.
1: And the the most important ministers. Absolutely. And... The prime minister, the head of the Likud yes. Party, is also chosen by the chosen by these sixty thousand people. Sixty thousand,
0: yes. you can fit that in like some football stadiums in space. Yes, States. absolutely. So, so it
1: means that if I am not a member of the Likud Party or the Labor Party, I vote in the general elections. My vote uh, has the minimum like effect on one on of the three agenda. million, one absolutely. of two million. But if I am a member of the Likud party, which costs like 100 shekels a year, and every citizen uh, can uh, be...
2: 62.
1: 60, 60 62 shekels a year, a year something like that. And that's it, like basically. You I
2: almost
0: had me convinced until <laughs> you said 62 shekels.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like... like a a <laughs> nah. year, and that and makes you a year. member. And then I can vote f- for the head of the party. and mm-hmm. And for
0: wait.
2: And
1: All's good? 64 shekels were collected. <laughs> 64. Okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I'll give it to No, Nathan. It's good. Yeah. I'm, I'm,
0: I I'm it's rare to see someone who like is so sticks to facts. Right? <laughs> so it's good. Um,
2: <laughs> and that means that you have a huge, huge power. impact yeah. on who are going to be your representatives. It is so important. This is power that citizen just gave away to other people to control. And that's why small groups of of group of, of people. Settlers. For example settlers. settlers. Sorry. The settlers. S- well <laughs> you know, the, let's take the the new the that was the, the the liberal the, the new liberal movement, you yes. know, the, the liberal indelikud. in the Likud.
1: because there are movements inside the liquid yeah. party.
2: You know, they they were a group of about five hundred people. Today they're a group I think of about two thousand people. They can choose just them, one Knesset member, you know, actually 11 Knesset members, you know. It's a huge power that a small group have in their hands. If
1: if half of the allegedly one million, uh, you can eat also strawberries. That's fine. (laughs) We we won't tell anyone. Um, If half of the demonstrators in 2011 were to be uh, signed up for the Likud party and vote, they could overthrow Netanyahu put anyone else they want to but that's not how people think i guess here in in israel i think
2: it's also not the goal you know i think if if the majority of them were left wing yes and if uh you know quarter of them would join the labor party yeah. I mean, in the Labour Party, I think there's only 70,000 people Came to vote about 30,000, 40,000 people Yeah,
1: maybe they could put think someone charismatic in there
2: they, they could put, uh, you know, 24 members of party
1: Yeah
2: So uh, now, why,
0: why do you think this is? Because, well, I mean, you get the same percentages that come out to vote For the primaries and for, of those people Meaning you get 50, 60% of the, I mean, that's generally the numbers you see all over the world mm-hmm. 50 to 60 people come out to vote um, of the eligible people so why is it that they're not coming in the primaries and they are coming out for the general the national elections so is it is there a barrier there They
2: don't know they okay. don't they don't have the knowledge about how the system works
0: really is is it in someone's interest to keep
2: it that way? I don't know um, it's definitely not my interest because mm-hmm. I'm going you know, almost in every meeting I've got calling to people to come yeah. and, and join join the parties. Uh, almost every interview that I've got uh, calling to, to for people to go try to speak about it, try to get more knowledge more knowledge out about it. Mm-hmm. The second reason is because you know uh, our generation is quite lazy, mm-hmm. and they just that's sit, an understatement. Yeah, and, but what I'm saying is, and I, they sit I, on I, the couch I, I under- and they complain and they don't want to go and actually I, do something. I about understand it. the lazy <laughs>
0: the laziness. Oh, you uh, understand? Uh, quite all right. No, I do, but I don't understand in the sense that. It, people do come out for the general election. They do come out and they vote. I mean, you know, 60% of the population. So why can't we bring... Is it really just one more day that they're too lazy to come out? Or is it a, a bureaucratic process what do you mean, you man? I, I, wait, 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 wait. What don't, I'm saying we're is... We're
1: talking about people who don't sign up for the parties.
0: Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. I'm wondering what is blocking them because... When it is simple enough, when it is, you know what I mean? When you have to go to the the,
1: the voting booths and place a vote for, for who you want. They don't realize mm-hmm. that you can be a lefty and be a Likud member.
0: No, yeah, I'm not talking not, about uh, that. I'm not talking about people who are trying to infiltrate the Likud and change the political. Uh, so, I'm talking about the fact that 60% of the population come out to vote. And they do that when there's a day off maybe maybe it's the fact that yeah maybe it's not I, I don't know about the whole laziness excuse because maybe it's the fact that you do have to take out time to go sign up and then you have to take no, out more do time to- I, Internet, i'll tell man. You, I,
2: i'll tell you i'll tell you what it's not really a big deal to go and do it you mm-hmm. I, I, you open your phone you type in a few things mm-hmm. you put your credit card details and that's it that's yeah. it no, you know and then easy. you just need to go to go and vote It's not that much of a big deal, but I think there's a mental barrier to that. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's one. Um, And, you know, people will come and say, you know, I used to vote for Likud for years and I was disappointed and I don't vote anymore for Likud. And then I tell them, well, obviously, like, come and join the party. Come and make it what you believe. Uh, Bring it back to what it used to be. And then you'll feel like you've got your own party, you're making a huge impact. And and, you know, you're you're proud of yourself. Um, And so uh, people sort of have this barrier that if this party is not 100% in line with my ideology, uh, then I can't have uh, you know, to dishonor my my pride and, and yeah. join a party that has a tiny little bit that I disagree with, or is it? Uh... And that's 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 what's wrong about it. I mean, if you go and you've got a problem with the way that your party that you go in the general election and vote for, if you have a problem with the way it acts, then come and change that. Come and be a member of the party, and and push the people who actually represent more of your ideology. That's how politics works, and I think that we sort of live in this uh, in in this world today where, uh, you know. Uh, it's you know people it, it's that it, that's what's created this psychological barrier from people mm-hmm. to actually right. join. Okay, I want to
1: well. proceed because we're yeah, running out time. of time. Uh, never mind, you don't <laughs> want to know. But uh, let's let's talk about a bit of your what you were doing you are doing as a Knesset member. What is what is the thing you're most proud of uh, that you did as a Knesset member up until now? How long has it been? One year and a half.
2: A year and a half. Wow, there's a lot of things.
1: <laughs> you got um, to pick just one.
2: Uh, <laughs> Can I pick two? Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Compromise. Uh, one of them is an insurance bill that I've passed to protect citizens against uh, major insurance cooperation. Uh, There's a huge problem today with insurance companies who don't pay people uh, their, you know, the amount that they need to get uh, for either medical problems, car problems. Uh, When you get older and you had insurance all your life, they try to avoid it. So I made a legislation that changes that and give the power to the people rather than to the businesses. that's I'm. I'm it's Forty-five super, minutes, man. Okay. I'm super proud of that. And the other thing is the decriminalization of cannabis users mm-hmm. uh-huh. uh, in Israel, which just happened last week as well. Yeah,
1: congratulations um, on that.
2: Thank you. That was a really long journey. It took about a year uh, to convince the Minister of Interior uh, De- uh, Security, Security. Uh, to change completely change his opinion. Uh, from completely opposing it to the point where last week he was with a huge sign in the background calling for decriminalization of cannabis users. And I'm super proud of it for a few reasons because it took so long mm-hmm. in a way to convince someone to change his basic ideology and, and, and you know, principles. And you know what? It proved to me that through the political system, I can, I can change the world to people how would you do
1: it though did you like were you like um here just try it man just try it (laughs) give it a try
2: no not at all um it 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 is like a a political it's a uh the way of the democracy works and and it's through a few different bills that I proposed and changing it, adjust, ad, adjusting it towards what uh, was a compromise that I reached with those uh, mm-hmm. mid- different ministries mm-hmm. to the point where we're uh, uh, creating a committee uh, from government officials to come and inspect the, crimin- the, the law in Israel that criminalize, you know, people that if they even... What's the situation now? So today, even if you tried once or, you know, your kid was was caught in a party uh, uh, with cannabis, he'll get a criminal record, he'll be trialed, and he can sit in prison for more than three years. Mm -hmm. That's the law here in Israel. There's people, uh, I got a research showing that in 2009... There were about four hundred and ninety-eight people who sat in prison for up to a year mm-hmm. just because of self-use. This mm-hmm. is not, uh, uh, you know, distributors, uh, distributors, or or dealers. Or dealers, or anything like that. This is even if you once were caught with with cannabis, which is ridiculous. We have a we had last year. 18,000 records, criminal records that were open to normal citizens just for the self-use of cannabis. Uh And so we're creating this uh, society of criminals where they didn't do anything like uh, uh, dealing or anything like that. They were only caught sometimes even once with cannabis.
1: Mm-hmm. So, so what's going to happen now then what's the change
2: okay so this after after the committee and the uh, you know we brought experts to come and, and and check what's the situation today and we were able to change minds of you know the authority for uh, alcohol and drug abuse mm-hmm. and, 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 and and that was the, also
0: a big step absolutely the the way, it
2: was yeah. a huge step and then just on Thursday where the minister of, of interior defense uh, de- declared that he changed his mind and he got convinced from this committee that we need to decriminalize cannabis users and so we're not checking how we're going to proceed with this this is news so this week i'm working on it and i'll probably be able to give you news on the exact uh, legislation or uh, movement of what's actually going to happen probably within a week and a half or mm-hmm, so mm-hmm.
0: now you you authored the bill originally with uh, Dovhanin, right
2: well, I wrote it and then I asked from the opposition and, and coalition as well to join that bill.
0: How How is that working, you know, across the aisle? working. With so it was
2: important for me to show that there's a support from it from the coalition and the opposition. Uh, there were many people who joined it. Uh, I had about 23 parliament members uh, that signed that bill, mm-hmm. uh, which is a, a very big amount of people. Um, and it's important, you know it's not an issue of left or right. it's not yeah. an issue of uh, of of the you know of of the defense uh, issues in Israel or the yeah. economical issues in Israel. These are normal people uh t- tens and thousands of people that every year become criminal that can't you know they can't work as lawyers mm-hmm. because we don't allow criminals to work as lawyers or doctors. you know if you or for were the government. Absolutely. But even if in, in when you when you were a kid or your kid at the age of twenty, um went and, and were was twelve caught. in
1: Aiton's case, but <laughs> <laughs>
2: So you were twelve Early and start. you were caught and you've got a criminal record, then comes the age of forty and you've been with your wife. You can't bring a kid. Okay, so you want to go and adopt a kid to you know, to have a family life they'll open up your record they'll see that you have a criminal record and they will not let you to adopt mm-hmm. a child here in Israel yeah. no, just so that you understand the extent of what we're creating to ourselves well, you don't want
1: children to be adopted by junkies
2: not absolutely <laughs> but but this I'm is just, not yeah. but these are not junkies yeah, these are I'm not just, criminals yeah. they're not thieves yeah. uh, they haven't they haven't done any specific crime that you know that you know that that, uh, that yeah, no, should right, it's in something but like I ask that.
0: because it's it's um, it, it it's these stories are always more fascinating to me because they're the ones that blur party lines, and you 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 don't hear about that aspect of them because I mean you spoke about it the national security issue kind of overshadows all these other issues. So here in Israel we have this I mean and other places you have party lines are very clearly defined, but here you have a lot of interparty work. I mean you worked with Dov as you said and, and other part of Meretz and
2: and also uh, uh, a Yehudi yeah. You know, and also party. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but that's on the. You so, know. yes, you, uh, but it's but it is important yeah. to show that it was from all the parties, every single party joined the support. But not event. every
1: day you see like this general support.
2: Absolutely, something that, rare. Not, not always. It is a rare occasions, but it's just from the understanding that you know, we we need to. to this is also the direction like
0: the world's going in. Yeah. I mean, the states at least. Yeah. yeah colorado at least yeah
2: no actually i think it's passing in about eight states yeah. In the, yeah
0: yeah where the bernie sanders supporters <laughs>
1: live. so um who okay <laughs> we're struggling yeah. yeah so many questions and um so little what time. what's your what's your goal like what's your dream w- w- if if w- would you want to be a prime minister? You just came <laughs> <out> <laughs> and just blunt.
2: No, I mean. Look, Eventually,
1: like in, in, in 30 I, years, okay? I, Not I, to threaten anyone. No, <laughs> in the I, I don't,
2: I can't tell you I have a dream. You know, I think I'm living my dream. And every single day that I wake up and go to the Knesset, uh, you can feel the burden on your shoulders, and it's a huge responsibility to take. But at the same time, it fills your heart with so much pride and yeah. so much purpose. And, and so I'm, I'm actually living it every single day.
1: Let me try to rephrase that. Let's say tomorrow there are elections and, and you are second place in the Likud and the prime minister calls you and says, Sharon, pick a ministry. <laughs> Which ministry wow. is more, is, you know, you're attracted to, is so interesting th- to you?
2: There's there's a few of them, obviously, um, but, you know, in a sense, I thought I always pick first the Ministry of Environmental Issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, but from working in the Knesset after a year and a half, I understand that all of the things that I really want to change and do are actually in the Ministry of Agricultural mm. Issues. Why is that? Um, okay, so everything to do with water, water pollution, uh, rivers, things like that. They've got the authority over them. Anything to do with animal welfare, Mm -hmm. they're the one who have the mandates to deal with. Uh, The problems with our farmers that I've been so much working with them to reduce the cost of living of food here in Israel that is quite expensive. That all goes through there. Um, And so I think the major impact, if I would have one chance to do one uh, term as a minister... I would definitely pick first the agricultural minister because I believe that these are the most important things and the most the things that will affect the most the everyday citizens' uh, life, day to day life. And I could do it uh, quickly, you know. And so that would be the the one that I would choose to do.
1: Awesome.
0: I mean, I have to say, um, and we we'll probably have to finish soon. Yeah. But. Um, you, you in in Hebrew, you say uh, weird chicken, right? Of Muzar? Isn't
1: yeah. That, is that a well, phrase? Yeah. Like, so uh, how, the, how would you, how you, would you translate well, so, it, Because
0: what I'm saying is in the, in the Likud, uh, you're I, wonder, unique. If I unique. wonder if you've, 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 you've struggled with the stigma because you do have these amazing battles that you're fighting for, you know, decriminalization, the LGBT community, and uh, the animal welfare that you, I, I think I just saw a video of you at a protest for the live transport, or mm-hmm. so you, you're fighting these things that usually fall on the left side. Is there? I mean, is that is that a struggle, or because it is a bit of a weird chicken? As, <laughs> as
1: they say it, in Hebrew, as they say in which Hebrew, which means unique, unique yeah. in your party.
2: Okay, I don't think it's unique okay. because these issues are issues that don't have a left or right in them. Uh, the most extreme right-wing, you know, nationalistic anywhere in the world, not just here in Israel, he doesn't want to drink polluted water. Mm -hmm. He doesn't want to eat food that was grown in in soil that has poison in it. Uh, He doesn't want to walk around and see animals suffering um you know and so this is something that is important Mm the same with the cannabis you know he doesn't want to see everyday citizens doesn't matter you know uh, that you'll find cannabis users from left and right and he doesn't want to see their people being uh uh uh, having something wrong no absolutely but i'm saying there's a stigma i know and that and, and 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 there's a stigma to it uh, I understand that, yeah. but from my point of view, it doesn't matter whether you take left or right. The goal we have the same goal. It's only that I believe in a different way to actually do that. Mm-hmm. You know, and so, for example, if we take the environmental issues, so I don't think I I think that we need less government involvement in it, and through that we will be able to actually build. Uh, a, a more sustainable way for caring for our environment. Mm-hmm. I'll give you an example. Um, if I believe that if someone's profiting from recycling, mm-hmm. then it's going to happen. And so when you see those bottles that someone is getting, uh, you know, getting money. For uh, uh, creating more plastic Something different from plastic out of it And he's got the mandate to do that As a private business owner Then he goes and puts those bins And makes sure that he's got commercials on TV So that you know to go and put your bottles there So that he can profit out of it And so when it's a private business They do it the best way If the government pays for it It's not sustainable It will happen And then there's going to be a cut in the budget And it's not going to Bureaucracy It's not going to happen as it should happen You know, even with clean energy, okay, here in Israel, you've got a monopoly over the the electricity uh, provider, the electricity uh, producer. We have one electricity company. And it's the government. And, you know, we're at about, I think it's about 70 uh, 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 billion billion, uh, shekels in debt Mm
1: -hmm. for
2: the electricity company. Yeah. Obviously, it's not really efficient. And more than that, we've been using all these years coal to produce our electricity, which is one of the most polluting way, you know, uh, ways to produce electricity. You can see the problems of air problem uh, up in, in Caesarea, in Khedera, in in all of these areas. Mm-hmm. No one wants to live, no matter from left or right, with polluted air. How do you solve it? you give the opportunity for businesses like our amazing entrepreneur who are developing in the South, solar fields, mm-hmm. uh, you know, out in in different areas, wind fields, and give them the opportunity to sell to the public and electricity no,
1: regulate and regulate
2: and demonopolize our system of electricity uh, providers mm-hmm. and this right. is coming that. from a capitalistic approach about caring for our environment and right. so you come I've, from
1: a different perspective than absolutely. the absolutely
2: and so my goal is the same goal but my way is a completely different way and that's why i wouldn't say it's a strange character in in the right way <laughs> you know <laughs>
0: Thank you so much.
1: Yeah, it's been amazing, I, Sharon. Uh, I have we, to
0: say, it's so no, it's amazing to see because you're very passionate, and I mean, you see when we, uh, I've been following you for the, you know, the past couple of weeks because uh, since we we scheduled this, and we both have, I think, and you're very diligent. You know, agree or not or disagree with your views, you you you're passionate. It's you're inspiring. Diligent. It's very inspiring, and
1: it gives hope for Thank us. You. Yeah, and we wish you best of luck. And we hope to see you, a minister, and maybe more (laughs) in the future.
2: There's still a lot of work as an MK. Trust me, I can see that. In the future. (laughs) In the
1: future. (laughs) It is a Jewish podcast. We got to go for the Jewish (laughs) compliment here. Um, (laughs) Thank you. And uh, just for our listeners, uh, we're on Facebook. uh, We're on iTunes. uh, Now we're on Twitter. We got some very funny tweets. Very funny tweets. And follow Sharon Haskell's uh, Facebook page also. She ha- she posts some uh, English videos here and then. All- also very good speeches that she gives from time to time. And that is it. Thank you, member of Knesset Haskell. Thank you, Eitan.
0: Oh, well, you're welcome. <laughs>
1: Thank <laughs> you. <Bye-bye. No. laughs>